previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And, you know, look, if you're willing to have a 164th, we'd love to have you sometime. Let's do it. I, That'd I, be great. I, am, I am not retired. so You I know, will, it's, it's funny. I, I had it all set up to go 163, and then you leaked that. Yeah, I wasn't planning on Judge necessarily when I got there that day, but I had to kind of make an exception for my favorite player to be Absolutely. number one, I mean, 163. Yeah. And, I mean, had you come on the podcast first, I could just hear that conversation. Listen, Judgy, I'd love to, but I already promised Chuck and Roxy. Uh, it's too late. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, hey Littles. Littles. Roxy. Chuck. Happy Hollow Eves. Is that what we call it? I think it's Hallow's Eve. Hallow's Eve. I was close, sort of. But that, of course, means that it is also National Candy Corn Day. Thank goodness. I feel like I didn't look this up before we started recording, Roxy, but I have a feeling we've recorded on this day before. Well, it had to have been last year, right? Yeah. Because we are coming up to our two-year anniversary. Oh, my gosh. But I think because it is also, I looked a couple of these up. We haven't done this in a while. National Texture X Day. And I think or I re- is it don't text your ex? No, it's national text your ex day. Why would anybody do that to themselves? Well, if it was don't, it would mean like you text them a lot, I would think. I like this guess. would be the one day you don't. But no, you this shouldn't. Is, I think I remember this because I thought last year I said, I'll do it if you do it. Oh, no. And you were like, no way. Yeah, I no, remember that. No, no freaking way. way. And it is also Henry Winkler. A- Oh, the Fonz. Did you not know who Henry Winkler was? I was thinking some other Henry. Sorry. <laughs> she paused. She put, that pause is staying in there. Yeah. So the Fonz. Yeah. He turned 76 today. Nice. So that's exciting. But unfortunately, we also lost one late last week. Jerry Lee Lewis passed oh, away. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't he, know that. He was. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Well, he was 87. Okay. Well, this was... I feel like this happened recently. Not like in the last month or so, but in the last like six months where someone was pronounced dead oh. in, the, in the media, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they're like, oops, we goofed. Yeah. That happened again. Ooh. Now, when I heard this about Jerry Lee Lewis, because of what happened the last time, clearly they were in rough shape, and so someone said they were dead, and then I can't remember who it was, but the same thing happened here where I was like, I knew it was coming in the next day or two because I guess someone thought he was dead, or I don't know how it happened, but I, he has now officially passed away. So that is too bad. But I did want to maybe tie this into our tiny little suggestion. Littles, if you haven't seen the Broadway show Million Dollar Quartet. Oh, yeah. Highly, highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not touring anymore. It played here on Broadway for a while. It It, could go regionally. It it is going regionally. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's a production that's coming into the city for like four performances over New Year's in that time frame. Mm -hmm. And highly recommend it. It's the story of when Perkins, Elvis, Presley, Johnny Cash, and Jerry Lee Lewis, they got together at Sun Records in Memphis. Mm -hmm. And there's another suggestion. If you're around Memphis or you're visiting, go to Sun Records. It's a great little, it's a tiny little museum piece type of place, but you can actually tour the studio. Yeah. stand right where Elvis stood and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that which is always cool to me mm-hmm. and but that show is all about that day basically Sam Phillips who ran Sun Records he just decided to hit record and Elvis came over and they just start jamming basically and Jerry Lee Lewis at that time wasn't even established he was basically yeah. a piano player just a hired piano player to play background on a lot of the albums of mm-hmm. the big groups that would come in and obviously that recording session became hugely famous. They, you can actually buy it on CD or now I guess it would be digitally. 
And it's amazing. So they did a Broadway show about it. Highly recommend it. It's great. The guy who played Jerry Lee Lewis on Broadway won a Tony for his portrayal. And it was just amazing. It was just amazing to watch. So highly recommend that. But let's get back to Halloween. Tomorrow's Halloween. Are we ready? I'm looking forward to Halloween being over. I mean, you have rehearsal, right? I do. Yeah, I do. And we usually do do something really fun. But aside from the candy, I'm... I don't think I've ever been here for Halloween. Oh, the city. Oh, wait. You know, obviously, the, during the pandemic, I must have been. Well, yeah, but that was well, not obviously a nothing typical was going year. On. Yeah, right. But I'm looking forward to it. Well, being this over this weekend's been pretty crazy already. But I'm wondering if tomorrow, you know, meaning Halloween, the actual Halloween day, even though it's a Monday, is going to get crazy. I don't know. I don't know yeah, what they I'm do. Curious here. what the kids are going to do if they're going to do any trick or treating either tonight or if they'll do it tomorrow. Had you ever been to the Halloween parade down in the village? No. Oh, I did that one year. It's probably scary. It, it, it was a mess. It was nightmare. I mean, it was crazy. Meaning like scary, like no, people are dressed up. No, scary, scary that it was so crowded and so many people. And yeah. just It was a mess. Yeah. You know? I did always love carving pumpkins. Yeah. For Halloween. As a kid. Mm-hmm. As a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I would do it now. Well, oh, yeah. Well, why don't we? Well, where would we put <laughs> our rotting? I don't know. Well, you throw it out <laughs> when it's rotting. Yeah, that's city problems. City problems. No, if I had a stoop, I would put it on a stoop. Now, speaking of when you were a child, well, we have a fire escape. We I mean, do, but that's no one true. would see it out there. I don't no. think. But when you were a child, well, do you have a favorite costume? Let's see. What was your favorite? Co- my, well, well, my I sh- that's my, a dumb question. Well, okay, I was going to go back to. <laughs> When I was really young, my brother and I went as the pink and red Power Rangers one year. I've got a great picture of that. We went as Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. Um, Really? You did the brother-sister themed costumes? uh, Not all the time. Not all the time. One year, I went as Judy Garland from the movie Summer Stock, where she sings (laughs) Get Happy. She's got the fedora and the the, um, very short... Um, of course you did. No, but I was a kid, so I had this jacket, this short like suit jacket with my black tights. It was a dance costume because yeah. I that year I happened to do a tap solo to right. the song Get Happy. But yeah, I dressed as Judy Garland and only one of my neighbors knew who I was. Wow. Well, so There you go. Well, yeah, that was probably that was a good costume. What did yeah. your brother go that year? Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay. He was on his own, I assume. Yeah. It wasn't like he was Gene Kelly or no, something. Okay. No, 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 no. I've also like? dressed up as Gene Kelly, not for Halloween, for <laughs> show and tell. Of course you did. At school, anyway. Now, I'm shocked, 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 shocked that you didn't say, because I've seen pictures of you dressed up as a, the toy soldier from the Rockette. Yeah, that was in high school, so I was a little <laughs> older <Okay>. than <laughs> it would have been cute. But so I won creepy. best Is costume. <laughs> no, it wasn't creepy. It just wasn't like, oh, that's adorable. Littles, you know? maybe we'll, if, you, if we can, kid. I don't know if we no. were allowed to do that, to post that picture. But I've posted it. This is a great picture. I mean, it's freakish how much she looks like my mom worked what she so does today hard on that costume yeah, it, was, it was great it's a great picture there was blood sweat and tears <laughs> put into that costume a lot of love and it actually it was one of the best costumes yeah, no, i've ever fantastic. had it was fantastic. Um, outside of wearing costumes in a show but everyone loved it they thought it was amazing because it's all i ever talked about being you know, it's funny, people our age, Roxy, back in the day, maybe they still do it. I don't know. But back in my day, one of the coolest things, me and my youngest sister, we would get to go every year to like, back then it was Ames or James Way, uh-huh. Littles, any of these rec- ringing about. This is like basically today's Walmart and Target. Okay. Okay. And we would go and we would get to pick out our costumes and they would come in a little box and it would come with a plastic mask and a plastic like bodysuit sort of thing okay. that you would just pull up over your, 
everyone did this. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was just the costume. I don't know why. I guess it was if you just wanted to be unoriginal, but also because they had the most popular ones. Yeah. Anyway, so the one that I, I don't know why, don't ask me why. It's just the one I remember most was Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> I w- went one year as Woody Woodpecker <laughs> and... <laughs> It was great. I was a big Woody Woodpecker fan. That was one of my, that's not the cartoon character I would want to be for a week. I used to do the laugh all the time, but I'm not going to attempt it here. Uh, (laughs) But no, I mean, that's the one that sticks out in my head for some reason. I don't know why. All right, Roxy, let's get out of here and let's get to our guest. Oh, is it Lachiserie time? It sure is, Roxy. And in honor of that, we give you a blast from the past, the one and only Sully. From Boston. Beloved, we gather here to share Friday Fives. Choxy tried, but it's gonna stop the third rate jingle of Lollipop on the yellow pond where we celebrate flip flops in this little town of Boston, I raise my glass, bet your ass to Dreams of affirmation, push cookies, sending beer through the mail. The need to ask fun, dumb questions to raining right in your brain. Going berserk, rhyming orange to loving over, not under. Who cares? It's peanut butter. Claire's a name you shouldn't mutter. Never Sam Adams, never a bear. Not to mention, of course, the Animaniacs. To riding your bike at night while wearing white to TKE to Rocco's Warriors to Paisley Bay to Jingle Fest to the summer of Land Hills to any haiku by Shad to being a big for once instead of a little La Cheeserie Viva La Cheeserie Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Ben Carton from Baltimore, and you're listening to the best podcast ever, the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTSC Podcast Network. Streetlight lovers in the middle of summer. Stuck in the calm right before the kiss My midnight eyes on your cigarette lips I miss that moment And what came from it Walking away wasn't part of the plan When I knew you like the back of my hand We always used to say that things would never change But now you feel so far away Brooklyn, can you hear me calling you from just across the river? I know I can't go back. We are being played in this episode by an artist called Prime. 
And this song is called Brooklyn. So obviously it hits close to home for us. Now, if you like what you hear, the best place to find all his stuff is just on his website, which is primemusic.com. Or you can follow him on his Twitter, at Prime Music. Now, let me spell that for you because it's a little different. It is P-R-I-M-M-E-M-U-S-I-C. So Prime spelled P-R-I-M-M-E. And as always, we'll play the full song, Brooklyn, at the end of the podcast. Damn used to running back to you. Go through the motions of moving on. I'm starting to hate that you're never gone. We always used to say that things would never change. But now nothing stays the same. Brooklyn, can you hear me? All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet Michael Sands. Hey, Michael, how's it going? Uh, it's going very well. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. We're, we're very excited. We're very excited. We've already met you in person. We've met Michael. Very awkward for him, I think. We kind of, we basically bum rushed you during Jingle Fest, I think. We were there with Bobby Gottfried mm-hmm. and he introduced us because we had no idea. Yeah. He brought us to La Cheeserie mm-hmm. and you were there. Yeah. And it was just made our trip totally complete. I mean, should I embarrass myself even a little bit more and you, say like when I, when we <laughs> left, I just thought we were having a pleasant conversation with a nice person and... I didn't know because I'm a tiny. So yeah. I'm like, okay, you'll have to explain we to me. We have to fill her in on all who this. Who is that? And then when I had to fill her in on who your brother was, right, it was a little right. embarrassing for yeah. me. But that's okay. We understood. She's a tiny. <laughs> She's forgiven. But Michael, we really appreciate you being on the podcast. What we normally do with everyone, big, little, whoever, take us back. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles, just in case. There might be a few that don't know who you are, what you do, but basically where you grew up, where you went to school, stuff like that. Okay. I would imagine most of them have no idea who I am, but You'd be surprised. I, I was born in DC at GW Hospital. I grew up in Rockville, Maryland. We moved out to the suburbs when I was about eight years old. So I finished third through 12th grade in the suburbs and I went to uh, Indiana University. I was there for the last of the good Bobby Knight years. That was fun. Oh, cool. Um, and what did you major in? <laughs> I majored in Spanish. Oh. Wow. Okay. How did that come about? I, so I went to Bullis, a private school in Potomac, for 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. The public high school that I was supposed to go to, my two older brothers went to, closed as I was becoming an incoming freshman in high school. So I, I have a twin sister, which I don't know if people know that. Uh, my sister and I went to Walter Johnson for one year at the same time that my brother Stephen was a senior at Woodward High School at the exact same time that we went to two different high schools. That was kind of unusual, but a lot of our friends that we grew up with jumped over to Bullis and we did not. We went to Walter Johnson. Okay. It happened to be that we won the state championship in basketball that year, so it was a pretty cool year to be there. But we ended up going to Bullis for 10, 11, 12. So anyway, I ended up doing well in high school. I took AP classes. I even had some college credits going in. And then I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life at 18 and 19. Mm -hmm. And I was just sort of taking random classes here and there. And then after my sophomore year, they asked me to pick a major. Uh, They didn't ask me. They said, you you have to pick a major. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know. So I already had a bunch of credits in Spanish from the AP exam in high school. 
I had taken a Spanish class or two and I kind of mapped it out with a buddy of mine. You know, this was like 1993. So there was no internet and we literally grabbed the course book and I was trying to figure out what is the quickest way for me to graduate in four years without uh, having to go to summer school. And uh, because my dad, uh, I think I said something to my dad, like basically, you know, I may not be able to graduate in four years. And he said, that's fine, but I'm not paying for it. Right. And I was like, <laughs> well, I can graduate in four years with a Spanish degree if I take four or five Spanish classes for three straight semesters. So that's what I did. Oh. Wow. So it is something you enjoyed, though, right? I did. I, uh, I wish now that I would have gone you know, and studied abroad uh, in mm. Spain uh, and done a semester. But I never, uh, I mean... Sad but true. I never wanted to leave. Whichever semester I left would have been tough to miss uh, all the sports and all the everything and all the stuff in college. So um, I never did it. And I wish I would have because then I would have become fluent and it would have probably been stayed with me for life. Whereas it's pretty much all drained out of my body by now. Oh, I was that was going to be one of my next questions. Like, how fluent are you? And because I took span, it's uh, my side funny story, I think I might have even said this on the podcast. When I got to college, I went to a liberal arts college, so we had to do the same, take a language as well. And I thought I was going to, I took Spanish in high school, but I was going to try to be better because I was a vocal opera major mm. and we don't sing in Spanish. We sing in German, Italian, all yeah. these other languages. So I was like, oh, I'm going to take German. <laughs> I lasted three days. I was like, get me out of here. Give me that easy A. I'm taking basic Spanish mm-hmm. because I couldn't handle it. It was yeah. just... I had one of those teachers that just talked all in German from the moment you walked in the room and I'm and all these college kids they took it in high school so and they had a didn't. yeah they had a basic understanding I didn't so I was just like uh-uh so but I did enjoy Spanish as well mm-hmm. but just not Well I enjoyed it but when you start to take the upper level classes when you decide that that's your major it's not like Spanish one it's like oh, right. really intricate grammar and Mm -hmm. technical stuff and it became like not so fun did you think you would do anything with it though i mean were you maybe teach it no no you just you were just trying to get out in four years (laughs) pretty much i uh i didn't know what i wanted to do and so i'm not sure it would have mattered necessarily what i majored in and uh as a a side note i did go to germany for a wine trade show two years in a row before COVID, so like three, four years ago. Hmm. And uh, even just being on the bus to go to the venue for 10 minutes, I mean, it's a brutally hard language. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. To understand, to listen to, it's yeah. uh, to speak for sure. So, uh, All right. So, so you mentioned the wine show. So why don't you bring us full circle now? And just in case there's anyone living under a rock, tell them what you do now. As of today, I, uh, I am the owner of Calvert Woodley Fine Wines and Spirits. So uh, how did that all come about? So after college, I really honestly still didn't know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And my siblings and I, we grew up at a camp in the Poconos. And I had gone the previous couple summers as a counselor. And I wasn't planning on doing it after I graduated because I thought that wasn't necessarily the adult thing to do. And I thought I'm going to get a little pressure here to get a real job and get a real life. And I kind of still didn't have a real job. And I was 21 when I graduated. My birthday's late. So uh, I graduated young. So I was 21 and my mom 
said, you have the, the rest of your life to work. So why don't you go back to camp one last summer as a counselor? And it turned out that I was talking to a guy that I had known since I was a little kid. He's 15, 20 years older than me. So I had always known him. And he is, and still is, an actuary. So his company does 401k plan administration. And so he's got a very small company uh, outside of Philly. At the time, it was about six employees. And I guess he knew that I was pretty smart, but you know, I had no experience in that at all. But I worked there for about four years and I got married and uh, my wife at the time, neither one of us uh, was from Philly. So we were talking about, you know, having kids and having a family and should we stay in Philly? You know, neither one of us, we wouldn't have any help if we had a baby right. or whatever. Right, right. Uh, she was from Kansas City, which is a great place to raise a family, and it, but I didn't necessarily want to move there. And I said, you know, we could move back to D.C., and, uh, you know, what are you going to do? I was like, oh, I don't know, you know, maybe. So anyway, I called my dad one day and I said, hey, dad, I'm uh, thinking about moving back to D.C. And he said, oh, yeah, that's great. And he said, what are you going to do? I was like, well, I was thinking about working at the store. He goes, Calvert Woodley? I go, yeah. He goes, great. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> like wow. we, okay. I, we moved probably, I don't know, two, three weeks later. And I started at uh, Calvert Woodley in 1998 wow. when I was uh, 25. I, I really had no experience there. I worked Christmas break a couple times when I was in college, um, you know, just helping out during the busy season, stocking the shelves and doing menial tasks. But um, I literally knew nothing about wine or liquor. And yeah, I just started from the bottom and started learning. And 24 years later, I'm still there. Now, let's go, because we've got lots of more questions about La and just the mm -hmm. whole idea, which we'll do that when we come back. But real quick, so do you even consider yourself a little, do you know what a little is? I'm guessing you do by now, right? Uh, yeah, like a loyal little. Yeah, yeah. right, sure. So sure. did you even know about, I mean, how did you know about Tony Kornheiser and stuff like that? I mean, I grew up in D.C. I've been reading Tony Kornheiser my whole life. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in college when... The Redskins won the Super Bowl 26 against uh, Buffalo. And, mm -hmm. you know, that was when Tony written about the whole bandwagon. And mm -hmm. so I've been following Tony for years and PTI and sure. Wilbon and everything. And I lived in Philly. I went to Indiana. But, you know, I've spent most of my life here in D.C. And right. all big D.C. sports fans and uh, all that. So I had never met Tony. I wasn't, you know, I didn't know him at all, but my brother is uh, on the golf channel and yeah. NBC sports. And so I guess he started to be on Tony's radio show. Right. So Steven sort of connected Tony and me. And, and so now when Tony comes into the store, uh, says hello or texts me and says some stuff. But yeah, no, he's a, he's a really nice guy. I, I don't talk to him all that often, but uh, I saw him somewhat recently at a uh, at a party. And But no, it's mostly through my brother. Right, right that's what I feel. Right. But I wasn't sure. But like you said, you grew up reading him and stuff like that. So you kind of touched upon this briefly. The other real quick thing we get out of the way is your fandom. Are you all DC sports fandom? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Except for Maryland basketball. I used to, oh. uh, I grew up loving Maryland basketball. I remember exactly where I was on June 19th, 1986, when Len Bias died. All right. I was a big fan. And then uh, after I went to Indiana, I became 
strictly Indiana, but I, I kind of hoped Maryland would do well, mm-hmm. but they were in the ACC. It wasn't a competitor of ours. And then in 2002, when Indiana lost to Maryland in the NCAA title game, I, I stopped liking Maryland and <laughs> semi-actively started disliking Maryland. So uh, I still get some crap from my brothers uh, about that. But uh, Now, were you like, an Indiana fan at all before you went there? I mean, not like hardcore. I mean, Bobby Knight is uh, yeah. a legend in Indiana and Steve Alford and yeah. and everything has always been, uh, you know, I mean, very, very big program. And when I was there, we were number one in the country and we went to the final four and we were really good. So it was just, it just became an obsession. Yeah. And so when we lost to Maryland, and even though Maryland was favored and they were the better team and we were semi a surprise to be there, yeah, it's still... It still sucked. So yeah. uh, even well, twenty years later, it still sucks. So. I'm going to reverse that because we're we're about the same age. You probably didn't know that, and so all these years you're throwing out there. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that very well, and all that stuff. And of course, I remember when you said '86, Keith Smart from the corner, and uh, that because I grew up in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really a diehard Syracuse fan, but I guess I was just because by they were close. Yeah, I mean, all my friends in high school mm-hmm. were and stuff and mm-hmm. while well, we were in eighth grade then but yeah i mean you talk about a dagger i mean come on it doesn't get much better than that right that was fantastic <laughs> i was actually at a wine uh, event in new york city last night and i saw a buddy of mine who went to syracuse and every time i see him i mention keith smart just to give him a <laughs> <heart done. laughs> well listen you mentioned it we're going to get into it but we need to take a quick break we're going to talk all about syracuse in a few seconds mm-hmm. but we'll be right back with meet the littles this is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are so lucky enough to have Michael Sands from Calvert Woodley with us. Now, can you just go into that and tell us how the name came about? Sure. So Calvert Woodley is the merger of two stores, Calvert and Woodley, obviously, in uh, 1982. So we just had our 40-year anniversary. And so my father was Woodley. And the other family was Calvert. And the Calvert went back to the 1940s. Oh, wow. And Woodley was from 66 to 82, but Calvert was much older. Mm -hmm. And they had a cheese shop, not from the very beginning, but definitely before 1982. I think sometime in the early 70s. I think it might have even been 1971. But they had a cheese shop inside of Calvert Liquors. And it was called La Chiserie. It was um, the owner, Marvin Stearman, and the wine guru they had uh, named Alfio Marconi. He, uh, I think they came up with the name. And yeah, it transferred over to Calvert Woodley when we merged in 82. And it didn't necessarily become any kind of thing until uh, Tony Kornheiser and all you crazy littles uh, started. <laughs> That's, maybe that's what we should have named the, po- the Crazy Littles podcast. No. Yeah. So what does that mean to you? Like, seriously, like, I mean, you hear you must hear like Tim Kirchin going on and saying, yeah, Tony, the, these crazy people are yelling like cheesery to me. And or you hear I'm guessing you heard it on the national broadcast on a golf tournament, stuff like that. What is what does that do to you? I mean, it is. I guess that would be the definition of surreal. It's really kind of crazy, even though I know it's more of a Tony Kornheiser homage than it is a Calvert Woodley homage because people don't even necessarily know who we are. They're more saying it because of Tony. Mm-hmm. It's still, I mean, obviously it's a 
it's an honor. It's a, it's a treat, you know, and, yeah, uh, and it's, yeah. and it's funny because it has come up. I mean, you probably know more of these things than I do, but the ones that I've heard are pretty hilarious. I mean, there was the one on Survivor, yeah. which was crazy. There yeah. was the one where the guy was at the British Open mm -hmm. and he got hit by a Tiger Woods errant shot on the back nine on Sunday when Tiger was in the lead. And well, that was one of the more interesting ones because, and I apologize, I forget his name, but after he got hit by, so Tiger Woods I, I mean, obviously had a lot of struggles after all of his successes and he hadn't won a major in a while and he was finally making a run and he was in the lead. I think it was on the 10th hole. So it was near the end on Sunday and he hits an errant drive and he's in England or Scotland or wherever he was. He was not in America and he, he hits a loyal little who literally looked into the camera after Tiger Woods came over to apologize to him and, you know, give sign him a glove or something, right. you know, so that he could move on with the rest of his round and not have to deal with this. So he went over there, shook his hand. The guy looks right in the, and I have a video of it that I show people occasionally because I think it's hilarious. The guy literally looks right into the camera and says, la chuserie. And <laughs> so we got in touch with him the next day, I guess he came back from England and, and he lives not too close to the store. And he ended up coming in and I gave him, you know, a hat and a shirt and I don't remember what else. And we took some pictures in front of the uh, La Chiserie board and inside the store. And uh, it was funny. He was a really nice guy. But there's just been some crazy ones. You know, it was done uh, when Tony was at the Kennedy Center Honors. Yes. Yeah. It was uh, a Bill Clinton one when he was making a speech <laughs> for uh, Hillary. Uh, I mean, come to... on! This must be like, like, well, like you said, surreal, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it's, because it's, it's not very like, surreal. I mean, this isn't like a chain store. You know what I mean? This is like the one, yeah. right? And it's yours. And yeah. it's just like I just, well, and honestly, the one for us, it, it's got to be Rick Devins, and that's the guy from Survivor, yeah. Because we're diehard Survivor fans, we are. And when we heard that, I, and we kind of got a gist because he wrote in to the TK show saying he wanted to just, this is a big thing. People keep asking, can I be the official blank of the Tony Kornheiser? So he was like, can I be the official survivor contestant or whatever, or you know, for the Tony Kornheiser show? And so they made a big deal about it. But then it was like weeks later, and then they, they kind of like went away. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we're watching the episode, and he just gives out. He, he won an event, and he just yells, La Cheeserie. Uh -huh. And people <laughs> lost their minds yeah. because most people in the survivor world had no freaking clue what that meant, what he was talking about. Yeah. And that's the joy I think that it brings to us littles. Is that like we're in the know? We're in the know, and no one else has any idea. Yeah. Now, I'm sure it would be better for you if everybody was in the know. <laughs> But it's kind of special to us. Now that brings us to, and look, if you just want to say surreal again, that's fine. But when you found out that there was going to be a La Chiserie night at the Syracuse Mets and Dan Byrne was coming to perform, I mean, what was that like? Uh, that was that was crazy. Um, <laughs> I definitely, listen, I am touched and humbled and really kind of in awe of this uh I don't know what else to call it other than a phenomenon, yeah. but uh, it, it really is amazing. And it is, 
it's special because so I am uh, an Alabama football fan. There's a customer of ours who we've become friendly with over the years, and he took us to an Alabama football game. So we started to become Alabama football fans, and it was like around the same time that Nick Saban, you know, started, and then all of a sudden they became great and winning championship every year and everything. So. We've become Alabama. So I went to a game a couple years ago, and, you know, they say Roll Tide, right? That's what they're famous. But the funny thing is, it's a greeting. Like, you're sitting in the airplane, you know, and if you have an Alabama hat on, while the other people are boarding the plane, they walk by you, and they kind of give you a head nod, Mm -hmm. like, Roll Tide. Yeah, It's like, like, how you doing? So when I, when this whole Achizuri thing first started to take off, there would be mentions on Facebook pages and there's, you know, all kinds of stuff. They end it with hashtag La Cheeserie. And <laughs> it's like this kind of catch-all greeting mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of the Roll Tide. Yeah. And it's just a thing that people say to each other, like La Cheeserie. Like, it's really crazy to me, but it's really cool. I guess you're from New York. You might not know this, but when Survivor was airing, it was during a Capitals playoff game. And I don't remember what year it was, but the Caps were really good. And and I'm watching the Caps game and it's a playoff game. So I'm into it. And all of a sudden, like seven people started texting me like, OMG, you got to turn on Survivor. And I'm like, no way, man, it's the Caps. Like it's the playoffs. And then I guess at intermission, like I guess I ended up calling my brother or somebody and they're like, you're not going to believe this. And <laughs> so the funniest thing about, like you said, most people in the survivor world had no idea. Yeah. So the funniest thing when you, if you go back and you look at it on YouTube or, or anywhere, they had subtitles yeah. on the show because of course people were like, what the hell is he talking about? And then that was definitely the wildest one. I mean, even though Tiger Woods is yeah. Tiger Woods and yeah. You know, but that one was the biggest one because it's Survivor. It's on national TV. And the next day or maybe a couple of days later, there started to be some articles on, you know, I remember if you Google it right now, you'll see like there's an article on Men's Health Magazine and mm-hmm. even I think Forbes or somebody because they were like, what did that guy scream on La Chis- right. on, on Survivor yeah. last night? And it was all like, oh, you know, just so you know, it's a little cheese shop inside of a wine store in Washington, D.C., <laughs> made famous by Tony Kornheiser, blah, blah, blah. So the fact that it got these little mentions was just I mean, it's it's just surreal. Insane. It, it, I mean, yeah. it's, or insane. That's good, too. <laughs> To me, the craziest Lachiserie story, which you will have no idea this ever happened because it didn't happen in public. But so I went to a wedding, I don't know, four or five years ago. It was definitely before COVID. So I'm sitting at a table with a woman that I know a little bit and her husband, who I've never met before. Mm -hmm. And they're telling me that they're moving to New Mexico. And they said they have family in New Mexico and they spend a lot of time in New Mexico. So he starts telling me this kind of long story. And I'm like, where is this going? I'm like, you know, and all of a sudden he tells me that he had to drop something off or pick something up in a very remote part of New Mexico. And he hadn't passed a car, a town, uh, nothing for like 30 minutes. And he goes, he drops something off or picks something up and he turns around and he goes right back. So this was about an hour later. He gets pulled over by a police officer and he's like, what did I do wrong? I wasn't speeding. There's literally no one around. And the cop walks up to him and he says, Hey, uh, 
I just want to say you didn't do anything wrong, but I, when you swung by here like an hour ago, I saw the uh, Tony Kornheiser sticker on your car. And I just wanted to say La Cheeserie to you. <laughs> he wow. had to pull him over to say that. <laughs> yeah, I got pulled over by a cop in New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, I, I literally, I think I just sat there with my mouth open for yeah. like 30 seconds. And he's like, isn't that crazy? I'm like... I don't even. Have, I don't even have. That's why I don't even have the words for this. It's crazy, uh, but it's fun. I mean, this is exactly why we had you on. Oh yeah, that, that's, these stories are great. Yeah, I kind of wanted to get back to the Syracuse thing, and I don't even know. We had to go up. We had to. First of all, we had never met Dan Byrne except on the on the podcast. Right. I mean, it was so much fun, yeah. and just to and see, also to see the looks on the people's faces that were like around all of us. I had like, no idea what, what was happening? going on, and they're hearing like the Tony Kornheiser theme in the background, yeah, and like, just what is this? You know, and they're hearing <laughs> La Cheeserie. And all right, so I have to ask: Is that the cop one? Is that the funniest one you've ever heard? Uh, it's definitely the most unusual, but uh, there was a really funny one that. Uh, I was not privy to, but uh, my brother Stephen has told the story uh, to us several times through the years. See, the whole thing started with Tony basically telling all of his listeners, hey, if you see Stephen uh, out on the golf course, you know, you got to scream La Cheeserie because that will let him know that you're a Tony Kornheiser listener. <laughs> so he was at the Masters mm -hmm. and... He was interviewing Arnold Palmer, so wow. Arnold Palmer died years ago, so this had to be probably 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he's interviewing Arnold Palmer, sitting there, and I guess someone had screamed out La Cheeserie and loud enough that it kind of interrupted their conversation, but Stephen just sort of moved on, and Arnold Palmer had no idea what was going on. And I guess maybe two, three minutes later, like another guy or two screamed out La Cheeserie, and, you know, Steven sort of like chuckled in his own mind, but wasn't going to break stride with Arnold Palmer while he's getting to interview him. And again, you know, Arnold Palmer had no idea. And then maybe a minute or two later, like another guy kind of walked by and screamed with cheeserie. So at some point, finally, <laughs> Arnold Palmer looks at my brother and he's like, what the hell is going on? And Stephen said, you know, oh, don't worry about it. It's this uh, thing that people yell out because they're listeners of Tony Kornheiser. And Arnold Palmer looked at him. He goes, who the hell is Tony Kornheiser? <laughs> and that, that was pretty funny to me. That's great. Yeah, I actually forgot. There was a La Cheeserie moment that involved Tony, but I, I was at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, and I was on the escalator going down, and I looked up, and I saw Tony walking along the uh, floor like 10 feet above me. So, But it was loud. You know, there's a lot of people. And I was just kind of like, hey. I'm like, Tony. And like he didn't hear me. And there's people you know, in front of me on the escalator, behind me on the escalator. And I don't want to be, you know, like a jackass. Yeah, and, right. You know, scream at the top of my lungs. But I was kind of like, I was trying to, Tony! And he was like, didn't hear me. And so, you know, you're now 20, 30 feet away from him. And I just gave it like one last chance. I was kind of like, La Cheeserie! And I saw him, I swear to you, he like kind of looked around, like he didn't know where it came from. And of course, at that point, I was already like 40, 50 feet further down. Right. So like he couldn't see me, but I know he heard it and he kind of looked around like, what the fuck was that, right? And, uh, anyway, yeah, and the whole thing is crazy. Uh, the funny thing is that 
everyone gets so into it. Like they're, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you know, it's really, I don't even know what to say. It's crazy. That's great. I, I really do thank everybody for it's they're not again it's i know it's more it's not more it's an homage to tony not to us people well, don't even necessarily know who we are but it's it's really cool it's really kind of crazy and it's funny it gives us something to talk about you know when when one of these things happen inevitably because our beer buyer is a big uh listener he actually listens to the podcast like regularly mm -hmm. And he'll tell me, like, he's like, oh, Michael, like, you got to listen to, you know, go to the 27-minute, 30-second mark right. and yeah. listen, you know, to last week's episode and blah, blah. I'm like, okay, you know. And um, I don't even know half of the times that it's probably even mentioned. It's uh, it's touching, you know. It's uh, it's humbling. Well, yeah. just so you know, my one time I've actually gotten to meet Tony, I just walked up to him and I quietly, I whispered to him and I said, I'm sorry, but I have to do this. And I went, la cheeserie. And he just looked at me, smiled, shook my hand and said, thanks for being a fan. And it's just one of my favorite, you know, like you said, it's the, it's the roll tide thing. It's our thing, you know, and it's so great. Love well, it. we can't thank you enough. This has been amazing. Now we've kind of off air, we kind of explained to you that we're the fun and dumb show. So we do have just a few, we only have a time for a few, but we want to ask you some fun, dumb questions if that's okay. Let her rip. All right. Roxy, you got one? If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Wow, I used to love Papa Smurf. Ooh. Uh, you know, when you're little, you want to be big. And, uh, well, that's probably not a good analogy because Smurf <laughs> tiny. But, you know, you want to be older and yep. uh, wiser. You know, I always thought Papa Smurf was, uh, was wise and they all went to him for advice. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to be Papa Smurf for a week. All right, Michael, this is going to be hilarious because we are, I've already given this up, we're the same age, basically. Mm -hmm. And so obviously a lot of the things you're saying connect. I, I, I don't know. I know I've never told this story on the podcast. I used to have Smurf sheets when I was a kid. Like bed sheets? Bed sheets, yeah. <laughs> and I swore that I would wake up every Saturday morning at like 8.55 East Coast time. Yeah. Because that the sheets woke me because the Smurfs, they were Smurf sheets. And I swore they woke me up because the Smurfs came on at 9 a.m. So I would never miss the Smurfs. That was a thing I thought when I was a little kid. And I loved That's my Smurf cute. sheets. And uh, I never miss the Smurfs. Ever, I love the Smurfs. Ever. Right. Yeah. Do you ever go back? This is going to be a side note. We're way over time. We don't care, Littles. Have you ever gone back as an adult and watched some of the episodes and just, it's weird? <laughs> Have you ever done it that? It is. I actually haven't seen one for a while, but a couple years ago I did, and I was like, I don't think I like this as much as I used to. <laughs> right. but, uh, I like the Smurfs a lot. Yeah. All right, how about this one? Which group of kids would you rather hang out with? The kids from E.T., Goonies, Stand By Me, or The Sandlot? Oh, The Sandlot. That's yes. an easy one. Okay, all right. Yes. Ritz Thank is going to love that. Ritz, our, one of our co-hosts. It's got to be the Ritz. Sandlot. Well, and someone wanted us to update it and say the kids from Stranger Things. Oh. Now, do you even know what that is? Yeah, I have daughters who love Stranger really? Things. Really? I couldn't get into it. Yeah. It's too scary for me. <laughs> all right, Roxy, what's next? If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? New Zealand. Ooh. Ooh, good answer. I've really wanted to go to New Zealand for a while. It's so far and it's such a time commitment that yeah. I probably won't get there yeah. for a while. But yeah. uh, I've been I've been lucky enough to go to a lot of places uh, in the wine business, but I've never been to New Zealand, so yeah. I would love wow. to go. Very cool. All right. If you could live in any TV or movie home, what would it be? I mean, it would have to be the Brady Bunch home. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, would you want to live with or without the cast? I'm thinking without. <laughs> That's a lot of people to live with. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if Marsha was there, that wouldn't ah, be terrible. <laughs> exactly. 
Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Miss McCormick. Yes. <laughs> all right, Roxy, you got one more? What do you think is the greatest invention of all time? You better say cheese, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that, actually. I love cheese. I would say it would have to be the smartphone because yeah. uh, last night I'm in a hotel at a wine tasting and I realized that I had to do something for work that was extremely time sensitive and I was able to just kind of like go off into the corner, open up a browser in my phone, go onto the internet, log on, do this thing. And then three minutes later, I was back, back to what I was doing. Yeah. And thinking back what that would have been like 20 years ago or 25 years ago, I mean, it would have been impossible. I mean, I would have had to have driven back to my hotel and I would have, you know, it would have been a whole production. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, smartphone is, inc- I mean, I can open my garage door with my phone. I can, <laughs> you know, raise my air conditioning and my heat. And, Pretty you know, smart. It's, it's got to be smartphone. It's yeah. a little upsetting, but yeah, that's true. It's very true. <laughs> uh, everything you said is true. All right, let's end with some rapid fire questions. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? I love uh, I love crunchy peanut butter, actually. Okay, great. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Down, for sure. Okay. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? <laughs> um, funny, for sure. All right. Now, this one, this was an addition. This came from a little. You might just get it because of our age. Dave or Sammy? Does that make any sense to you? I assume you're talking about Van Halen. Yeah, I, correct, sir. <laughs> The best part about this is when I said that, Roxy's look on her face was like, what the hell are you talking about? There's no way in hell he's going to know what you're talking about. I knew you'd know, sir. That's all I'm going to say. And you were saying Dave? David Lee Roth. Absolutely. Absolutely, baby. All right. We're going to end with that. We got got the Uranus jokes. We got all that stuff out there. Michael, thank you so much. I can't tell you how much this means to us, and it will mean to the littles. Now, obviously, whatever you have to plug, it's just at Cravert Woodley, right? On Twitter and stuff? Yeah, we have the same handle on uh, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, at Calvert Woodley. Okay, well, make sure we put that in the notes. And then you now have a website as well, sir, right? Yeah, calvertwoodley.com has been on our website for years and years. <laughs> and uh, um, thanks to, uh, to Jake from Syracuse, New York, who owns a sports bar, which yeah. he, he got the rights to lachiserie.com and dot net and dot org and yeah. all of that. everything. So, uh, so you can go there yeah. as well. And actually what he did was, you probably don't know this. He actually linked your website to that. Yeah. So if you go to lachiserie.com, then you can click on your link For to Calvert go to Woodley. Calvert Woodley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, he, he was a really nice guy. I enjoyed talking to him. Yeah. 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 And, uh, those guys, yeah, we met them both awesome. when we went up to Syracuse mm-hmm. and, uh, of course, and Jason yep. as well. And, uh, yeah, it was just a good time. I mean, if they do that again, you might want to consider, I I'm sure you probably have better things to do than get away to a lecheserie night. But I mean, I do have to tell you real quick, one of my favorite stories, I just, uh, closed a show about a week ago here in the city and when I was putting it online, advertising, oh, if you want to come see the show, some of the comments were great. But my favorite comment was one of the littles wrote in. He said, will there be a La Cheeserie night? And <laughs> it just made me laugh. And we kind of had a La Cheeserie day because we had like four or five littles come to yep. see the show and stuff. Yep. And we all got together and had a good time. But it's just amazing. The reach it has gotten to the littles and everything like that. And so just having you come on and talk about it and explain it more and some of the story, it's just fantastic. We really appreciate it. 
No, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And I uh, appreciate you having me on. And I will definitely try. I was talking to Jake. I think they're going to try and do it at a different time of year mm-hmm. um, next year, which would make it a lot easier. I would love to go up to Syracuse or wherever they're having a La Cheeserie night. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right. Well, thanks again. And as an homage to the big show, which is to us, the Tony Kornheiser show, we'll get you out of here on this. Okay. Over or under? Over. All right. If I go to somebody's house and use their bathroom and it's under, I actually just change it. You'll for change them. it. You do. All that's right. what we call Chuck Todding. Yeah, that's the a toilet paper. Yeah, that's Chuck Todding <laughs> the toilet paper. Just so you know. Only if I know them very well. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, Michael, thanks again. We really appreciate the time. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Meredith Bootsy, and you are listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Michael Sands, for coming on to Meet the Littles. It's always a good time when we get to do those special Meet the Littles guests, I guess, as we call them. Uh All right, Roxy, before we get into the emails, we have a couple thank yous and explanation. Okay. I don't think we've ever done one. Well, we must have done one in the past, but (laughs) first of all, big thank you. We got a new supporter. That's always great. Brad Phillips, thank you so much for your support of the podcast. Remember, Littles, if you want to become a supporter, it's very simple. You just go to our website. LoyalLittlesPod.com. Scroll to the bottom. You'll see our anchor link. It takes you right where you need to go, and you can support the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. 99 cents a month. That's all it is. And then and, your name goes up on our website. And then your name goes up on our <laughs> website. I mean, that's a great deal, I think. I know. But anyway, so thank you very much, Brad Phillips. We really appreciate it. Now, real quick, I wanted to get into, we've got some emails in regarding to this and texts and tweets and stuff like that about these old episodes popping up. So what we've started doing is, I know we've explained this before, but we kind of have a new fan base, I guess is what we'll call it, listeners. I don't know if they're fans, but they're listening. We don't care if they're fans, (laughs) as long as they listen. And so there were a lot of, we had about 165 episodes that a lot of people had some catching up to do. So we thought we'd been going back and highlighting some of them, mostly the bigs, because we've we've been very fortunate to have some of the bigs. Mm -hmm. And as we know, Chris Eliza was on the big show about a week and a half ago, and so we redid his. And then, I don't know if you all heard this, Littles, but Gene McManus was on the Chatter on Books podcast recently, the last episode of that. So that was fun to hear her on that. Mm -hmm. And so I rebooted her episode this past Thursday. So we've been doing it on Thursdays if we don't drop a new episode. And it's been throwback Thursday. We do apologize, though, if there are some people who have been saying, like, it's popping up on my feed and I've already heard it. That normally doesn't happen. It's probably just because you didn't listen to the entire podcast. Like, if you skip the song at the end or something like that, it'll come up. And just, I guess, I don't want to say ignore it. Go back and listen to it again. I mean, it's a good time. Yeah. So anyway, that's the explanation for why you've been getting some old episodes that mm-hmm. pop up as, quote, new episodes yep. in your feed. We hope you don't mind. We can tell by the numbers, though, a lot of people have been taking advantage of that. So we like doing that. Mm-hmm. And just um, scroll by. I guess that's the only thing I could tell you. It's just scroll by. Do the chuck. Do the chuck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> then let's start in our emails. But it's kind of a thank you. We got a little package. Yeah. And it's from Greg Sheramita. And it says Chuck and Roxy. So the story of this hat. He sent us a hat. Uh-huh. When I started teaching in 2002, many of my students were Yankee fans, mostly bandwagoners because the Yankees just finished the three-year run. I don't know if you remember, why should you? I grew up as a Dodgers fan. So when Boston won the World Series in 04, I saw an advertisement for these hats. If you didn't notice, that is not an NY on the face of the cap, 
but a YH that stands for Yankee hater. My <laughs> students thought I had become a Yankee fan until I pointed out the letters. Yep. Anyway, since I retired, I figured you might get some good use out of it. And he says, La Cheeserie in fitting of this episode. But are you crazy, man? We can't <laughs> walk around the city wearing that. But Greg, thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. I've never seen it before. You've never seen these? Oh, no. I saw them way back when. When I first saw it on the table when I got home from work the other day, I thought, you thought it was a Yankee what? hat? What? Why do we have this? Also, why is it red? Yeah. And then I read the side. I was like, oh. Yeah, so I'd seen them before. But look, Yankee fans know about these. They're not stupid. <laughs> I mean, they might root for the wrong team, but they're not stupid. I'll right, give credit where right. credit's due. All right, Roxy, let's get into the other emails. We heard from Brian Becker, episode 83. I felt your joy and other emotions while interviewing Dan. What a great listen. I've scrolled through his Instagram, and I definitely have some further reading to do regarding each individual story. I recommend that everyone reading or hearing this check out Dan's Instagram. So that's obviously referring to our last Meet the Littles guest, Dan Reichel, and his amazing story about the 162 games of catch. Yep. So, yeah, we highly recommend that. It's a really good time. And we didn't even get to the one, Roxy. I know. About, all right, we had so much to talk about, so we didn't have time. But one of his games of catch is from someone that's on Survivor this season. Yes. Okay. Now, um, spoiler alert, but it's been a while. So, but unfortunately, they didn't do so well. They got voted out like in the top three or four. Something I think. like yeah, that. It was, mm-hmm. they, it, was, it was a very short lived, but it was still kind of exciting to yeah. see that. You know, it'd be great to see one of your friends on Survivor Absolutely. or something like that. So anyway, Roxy, what's next? Uh, we heard from Todd Takei, episode 115. The woman to whom I am related by marriage said Leslie Jordan has a history here in Lexington where he came to be a jockey but ended up going to UK. He was an exercise rider. Yes. Wow. And so that's cool. very true. And I kind of did some digging because I'd heard that myself, but I didn't really know the story. I did some digging and for sure enough, he did do that. It was his weight. That kept him from racing. Wow. It was too much for him to keep down the weight. Yeah. And we've seen that in a bunch of movies like Seabiscuit and things like that. But yeah, because of his height, he was able to do it. I don't know. I just think that's, that's so funny. Cool. But anyway. All right. Then we heard from Ed Butt, episode 51. This is kind of for you. It says, Roxy, one, you are clearly not a Midwesterner. Midwesterners <laughs> talk to strangers all of the time. That's exactly how he wrote it. We wave at them when we pass on the road. Mm-hmm. We say something when we run past them on a jogging path, etc. You never know when that stranger might become your next good friend. Two, oh, and at least we say hi to people when we sit next to them on the airplane. You would hate riding on an airplane with me, especially on Southwest. With no assigned seating, it is likely you would be sitting in the window seat and I on the aisle. I would tell you to puff up to become as big as you possibly can. Not very big, I'm afraid. And put the meanest look you can on your face. I would then say, I'll do the same thing. Maybe we can scare someone away from filling in this empty seat between us. Now, it's true that you have to read the room. If after passing brief pleasantries, the person on the plane picks up a book or puts earbuds in, it's clear that they don't want to have a conversation. If so, I put on my noise-canceling headphones and listen to the latest Loyal Littles podcast. Isn't that great? Nice plug there. Yeah. So I get what he's saying. It is a read the room situation, kind of like what we're saying about when you go to concerts and things like that. (laughs) You know, I will say the thing, Southerners have a thing with this too. When I would go down to visit my dad and I'd be driving down there, if their hands are on the steering wheel, they would lift a finger yeah. to like wave to you yeah. like on their way through. I always thought that was funny. I never quite understood that. I don't know. I mean, I'm a nice person, but don't talk to me if you're a stranger. <laughs> Just don't do it. <laughs> All right. And we heard from speaking of strangers, because we haven't met them yeah. yet. Greg and Ashburn. Yes. Greg and Ashburn episode TBD. 
This is for Dina in Damascus. Aaron's books is not on the code list, frown face, but I think it is the same. LL pod. So I used that code. Oh, okay. So let yeah, me, we have some explaining. Yeah, to let do. me explain. Okay, so that's <laughs> not for Dina. That's right, for Chuck. Right. Okay. And he means on the website. That's yeah. what he means. Yeah. Okay. So, Greg, thank you for pointing that out, first of all. Since I got this email, it has been corrected. But listen, Dina was just gracious enough to help us set the website up. I assured her once it was set up, I would then take control of updating it. And, yeah. you know, I'm the one that puts up the new episodes and things like that. And she's actually more than happy to help. And she has done a few things here and there mm -hmm. since then to uh, fine tune she's things. She's expanded for us. the box. So, it had, I, you know, I could, yeah, she expanded the box for Brandon. <laughs> and I could have just mailed that onto her, but that was something something easily I could fix. So yeah. I did that. Thank you for pointing that out. We really appreciate it. Speaking of expanding the box, dear Choxy, listening to episode 33, did Jared ever make it across the country? Did he return home? Don't worry about this being a spoiler. Separate topic. Where are we on peanut butter mixed in the jar with jelly? Ew. It can't be good, can it? I mean, is it refrigerated? I just have a hard time understanding the market there. Moving along, trick-or-treating. Should it only be done on Halloween, or is it okay for towns to move it to some other day? This year, Halloween is on a Monday, but some towns are holding trick-or-treating on Saturday? I'm not sure how I feel about this. Seems wrong. What if a kid shows up on Monday? Do you answer the door and be like, bro, you're off by two days? <laughs> FYI, Jared is an amazing runner. I feel so meek. Holy cow, he is accomplished. He sure was. Listening to Mike from Burke, Virginia, episode 34, his venom, in a general sense, rivals Jamie Julian's for her hometown. It's deep and long. At some point, we became Facebook friends, and I have to admit, I'm not sure if he will one day just light me up simply for sucking up to TK in an email. He's like an uncle that you know might get set off on a topic, so you kind of tiptoe around him, but kind of want him to go off on someone you don't like while you're there to observe from a distance. I think Mike would drive Tony nuts if he resurrected Chatter and renamed it Tony Lost Michael's Inheritance. Ooh. Brandon Brazelli, Lebanon, New Jersey. Now, since then, we saw the, the new sign that went up. Yes. Uh, it'll always be chattered to us, but it's called Alley Cat. Alley Cat. Now, Roxy might be excited about that. We're not. It depends what this place is. Now, apparently, it's a place that moved in. Like, they yeah, had a, a location another... outside of the city, and they moved in. Mm -hmm. We're not sure exactly what it is yet. But if it's like, call me cat. Oh, like a cat cafe? Like a cat cafe. I'm there every She's day. There. I mean... <laughs> That could be exciting. Where do we fall on the trick-or-treating? I definitely think it should have to be on Halloween. I don't care. And if it's on a Monday and it's a school night, then go early. It gets dark out earlier now. I mean, I know not everywhere, but I remember some Halloweens, we would go like at five and you're back by seven. Come on. Well, so I get what you're saying, but I sort of feel like I also understand if they push it to a weekend, like a Saturday, a non-school night, because yeah. then the kids can go out, they can have fun, they can eat all the candy they want and not have to worry about having school the next morning. I get all that. But I think as far as the actual Halloween trick-or-treating, that kind of stuff, I don't know. I can see both sides. To me, it's like opening Christmas presents on December 23rd because it falls on a Monday. And I get that there's no school then, but... Well, right. Christmas is usually a week at least, a week maybe even two yeah, off. Yeah, a vacation. So right. that makes sense. But to me, it's like Halloween's on the 31st. But anyway. Halloween doesn't have a week's vacation. Well, I get all that, but I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I see I, both sides. Yeah, me too. Why, are we both will bonding that? No, I'm not will bonding the question. You're not. I am. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then lastly, the peanut butter thing, the mix, it's a, a travesty. First of all, and the Jared stuff. Yeah. You have to keep listening. 
we're not going to give you spoilers. I know. Keep I mean, listening. I know you said no spoilers because everyone else knows, but let's just put it this way, Brandon. Jared has been on our podcast many different times. Yeah. That's maybe there were some updates in there. Yep. So you're going to have to keep listening. And the peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. No, no, Gross. No, no, no. no, no. Gross. Because I don't like some people refrigerate peanut butter. I can't do it. It's hard to spread. We used to do no. that growing up, but nope. lately it's just in the cupboard. But the jelly, definitely. You have to. Yeah. Because it'll go bad. I right. Think. It'll probably, it could probably stay out for a little while, mm. but it depends how quickly you use it. Also, room temperature jelly versus refrigerated jelly. I don't oh. know. There's a huge difference. Completely agree. Taste preference, at least for me. Absolutely. Completely agree. That's all the time we have, Roxy. Thank you, everyone, for the emails. Keep sending those in. Send in those tweets, whatever you want. And Roxy, how can they do that? Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. It's all there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Email. Email. It's Whatever all you there. need, it's all there. Don't forget, you can also go to lachiserie.com. Yes. As we just said in our interview. Mm-hmm. Lachiserie.com. Click on our link. It takes you right to our website. Everything is there. Yep. Especially our codes. Let's not forget about our codes. If you need a grip for your stick, you go to... Stickgrip.com. If you need fog-free eyewear... Fogfreeeyewear.com. Or if you need books. Go to aaronsbooks.com. And don't forget to type in the comment section there. LLPod. And that's the code you use. LLPod for all of those websites. LLPod. Once again, thank you so much, Michael Sands, for coming on to Meet the Littles today. And thank you, Tony, of course, and Meredith Bootsy and Ben Carton for our bumpers this episode. Thanks for listening to the Loyal Littles podcast and have a very happy, happy and safe Halloween no matter when you do your trick-or-treating. <laughs> Who the hell is Tony Kornheiser? <laughs> Streetlight lovers in the middle of summer, stuck in the calm right before the kiss. My midnight eyes on your cigarette lips. I miss that moment and what came from it. Walking away wasn't part of the plan. When I knew you like the back of my hand We always used to say that things would never change But now you feel so far away Brooklyn, can you hear me calling you? From just across the river I know I can't go back To our streets and haunted avenues in the reflections Brooklyn, this one's for you Brooklyn, this one's for you Something's different Am I stuck half living? Part of me still in another time Towing the edge till we cross the line too damn used to running back to you go through the motions and moving on i'm starting to hate that you're never gone we always used to say the things would never change but now nothing stays the same brooklyn can you hear me calling you from just across the river i know i can't go Streets and haunted avenues, ghosts in the reflections. Brooklyn, this one's for you. Brooklyn, this one's for you. You're just one downtown train away, and I'm just trying to fill the space.
can't be built on with this fire apart It's just ten numbers from your voice tonight But nothing I could say feels right Silence filling up all the air In the space all words used to share Brooklyn, can you hear me calling you? I'm just across the river I know I can't go back To lost streets and haunted avenues Ghosts and the reflections Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brooklyn, this one's for you The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Let's use Oh, yeah.